0: We're getting you ready for uh, the Elks and the Stampeders. Uh, First of all, Chris Jones was on the show last night. Morley, good opportunity to talk to him uh, one-on-one. I know you get to do it fairly regularly, but it was great to have him on the show. Uh, Anything that he said in that interview or maybe anything he added today uh, after practice that is standing out for you here?
1: Uh, well, the thing he, he did add today, and uh, he kind of confirmed that uh, that uh, Kenny Lawler will not play in the game on Monday. Uh, he talked a little bit more about the trade today, but he went over that with you uh, last night and some of the reasons uh, behind why he made it. But uh, I, I really like the fact that, you know, uh, he, he talked about how still they're just cranking it out they're grinding away trying to fix this thing and they keep bringing guys in and they keep making moves and they keep trying to find that right combination that's going to be successful and i think that's what he's been doing like since he got here basically with the roster and uh, more changes kind of were made today and 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 the trade yesterday and i think that to me that's the bottom line is he's working hard at it and and he's trying to find the right guys to play in the right position with the other right guys to to really make this team better
0: Okay. So, and there were some players added today and we've seen these announcements a lot this season. I I mean, look, it's the CFL. There's typically roster changes fairly frequently for, for most teams. It it feels like with the Elks this season, maybe there's a little bit more. So so the four players that are coming in today, do you get this? Because I I asked this with the context Morley. sometimes you see a player added to the team and then three or four weeks later, he's he's released, and you realize, oh, that dude never played a game. <laughs> three or four weeks. Uh, We've seen it three
1: or four days. Uh, that's true. We've seen it
0: sometimes yeah. in the in the same week. Yeah. Um. got I, I, I'm not saying you have to go through every guy, but is is there somebody that you think, um, has some potential here, might be active suitor
1: rather than later? Well. Kevin Brown's a running back, and he's uh, five foot nine, two hundred and five pounds, and he's already on the active roster. and He's going to play in the game on Monday, so his first CFL game is going to be uh, the Labor Day Classic against the Calgary Stampeders in Calgary. Uh, he worked with the team today. He's a he's a, a running back who had some NFL opportunities, and he'd been to some mini camps and some rookie camps and some training camps, and and just and never caught on. the The Elks really like this guy. Uh, they feel he's got uh, he, they, he's got really good potential. Chris Jones said they've been tracking him. All year, and they've been trying to get him here, but he keeps getting opportunities, and and finally they're able to get him here now in, in their in their latest move. So he's a guy that that I, I think the only of, of the four guys signed today, the only guy who's going to be in the lineup uh, uh, anytime soon, and uh, we'll get a chance to look at him. I, I don't think he'll be the feature back on Monday. It looks like that'll still be uh, 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 Litre, who will who handle most of the duties as the running back, but he'll get into the game in packages, and he'll get in and maybe line up as a receiver a little bit as well. So we'll see. That's the position that they've got. To, they've got to make some changes at because of the injuries that that they've suffered. Uh, you know they're going into this game without their two top receivers, Manny Arsenault, who's out of the lineup now for his second game, and Kenny Lawler, who got hurt with an ankle injury in that game on uh, on Saturday night last week. So that's the situation. They had a lot of guys out uh, working in different spots as far as uh, receivers go, and it looks like we're going to get uh, Jalen Marshall into the game, uh, and uh, Dylan Mitchell's going to take a bigger role. He was uh, he was kind of a spark for, for the Elks in the in the two games he's played. He had the big return called back in, in Ottawa, had a, a big return. In fact, the Elks biggest of the season in the game on saturday night and also had a 45 yard reception as well he's going to get an opportunity i think uh to take that to take one of the spots uh, of the guys who are injured and get an opportunity to play a little bit more so that's that's kind of where they're sitting offensively that's where the big problem is i mean the the running back's been out since week three and now they've lost their top two receivers so they've got some issues to deal with that at the offensive position okay I'll tell you one thing about Kevin Brown. He
0: has the most interesting alma mater name that I've ever heard of. He went to the University of the Incarnate World, a word, sorry, which I'd never heard of uh, until today.
1: So that's... uh, He's from South Carolina, and uh, he's—I think he's played at played at a couple universities. But yeah, he, he put up some really good numbers as well. Looking back and having a look at him, I know in his in his—I think it was his last year of college in 2020, he had uh, in six games he had almost 800 yards, and then another 200 yards in receiving. So he's a guy who can apparently move the football pretty well. Remember those? Yeah, almost a thousand yards uh, combined, and only in six games played back in 2020. Okay, so
0: there we go. There's there's a name for people to remember on uh, Monday for one of the new faces, Kevin Brown, running back. And you mentioned Dylan Mitchell. I know we've been teased before. Do we actually have a returner? Uh, like in Ottawa, he had a good return that got negated, and unfortunately, Blake pointed out the hold was a ways away from the play, so he probably gets that return anyway, and he had a good return against uh, the Red Blacks in the loss on Saturday as well. And I think, yeah. you know, as much as we talk about the touchdown drought for the Elks... Obviously, yeah. you'd like to score a couple return touchdowns a season, but it's it's rare they get more than five, you know, five to seven yeah. yards on. A re- I mean, it's nice. Sometimes you just get that 20, 25 yarder that kind of negates half the punt and is deflating to the cover team. I mean, even yeah, if we get a few of those, that's a game changer
1: their last in average in the league about on returning kicks and you're too many times they have just a two or three or no yards at all on on returns and it's been a big problem for them and and it's really funny uh it's it's not just been this year i mean go back reed when was the last time you saw a good consistent return guy in the lineup for the elks and it's probably kendall lawrence who was was good but he wasn't a real flashy guy right he wasn't a guy who who would uh, you know strike fear into the opposition he was a good uh, a good returner who got you know once in a while he, he blew one but he, he got the he got the 10 yard average on punts and he got the 20 yard average on returns which is kind of what people are looking for once in a while he'd blow one open as i said but uh he he was not you know he was not in that category of great punt returners uh they haven't had a guy who scared opposition teams in a long time returning kicks here and i i don't know what it is because it's not it's not the GMs because it's been under several GMs it's not the coaches or the special teams coaches because there's been many of those uh, through this stretch as well it's just something weird that uh, whatever's going on in Edmonton right now uh, when a punt returner who has a pretty good pedigree and there's been a, a couple of them over the last few years uh, you know from Martise Jackson to Terry Williams uh, to other guys that when they get here they just have trouble returning kicks so I, I, I just don't know what it is and and I'm, I'm I'm guessing it's driving Chris Jones crazy right now because he needs Needs to get that fixed and he's been bringing in guys he's had about six or seven different guys returning kicks at different times this year and nobody's been able to really break one until last week when it was uh, when it was done by mitchell what i like about him reed is the adjustments he made he his first game in the cfl was in ottawa uh in the in the two games ago he had a I think it was uh, punt return average which is obviously not very good Uh, so he went and he studied the film and and he looked and he made some changes and he came out in the second game had that big run but upped his average more importantly to 9.8 on returns in the second game against Ottawa so he's a guy who you know it looks like he went he went to the books right and he studied and he made changes and he got better so let's hope uh, you know he can he can keep doing that and he can keep up what he's been what he did at least in the second game against Ottawa.
0: I'll just remind everybody of this. I'm sure they'll be thrilled to hear it. The last time the Elks scored a kick return touchdown, August 28th, 2015. And it was Kendall Lawrence who got it 64 yards against the Argos. So Chris Jones was the coach. As the coach of the double E, He he's never gone. It's not as long a span for him. <laughs> no, it's, it's he's going. It's what are you talking about? We had one last time I was here. We yeah, we had one course. last time I was the coach. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's an ongoing storyline as well. From from a Stamp Peter's uh, perspective, uh, Dave and I talked about this a couple of days ago as well. Uh, Mayor for Bo Levi is, is is to be grabbing the headlines. Uh, they're they're a pretty good team. It, it, they appear to be a cut below BC and uh, and Winnipeg. And now they're kind of fighting with Saskatchewan for for third, which who knows could be also fighting for the crossover if if you you know lose two out of three or three out of four.
1: Yeah, that's true. They're not they're not running away with anything. They're six and four, and and early in the year, I remember when when the Elks and Stampeters played in Week Three. Uh, the Elks were zero and two, and the Stampeters were two and zero. But both Stampeters wins uh, uh, were by the narrowest of margin, as I recall. And they we remember talking about at the time that they could have been zero and two as well going into that game. So they've they you know they've got points when they needed it and got wins when they needed it, but they've had to work hard for it. Uh, you're right about the story about Mayor taking over for. Mitchell because that's, it's it's not only a, a big story for this year, but it's a big story overall for the Calgary Stampeders because Bo Levi Mitchell's been basically their starter since 2014 when he was healthy. He's played, right? And now they've chosen to go a different direction, which puts the whole thing in question moving forward with Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, does he, you know, is he still going to play? Does he still want to play in Calgary? Uh, does Calgary still want to keep him? Uh, you know, that's going to play itself out during the offseason, but that's going to be a pretty big story, I think, moving forward. In Calgary, the one thing uh, th- there's not much wrong with uh, with Calgary as, as far as the way they play the game, but they do give up a lot of yards, and I think that's one thing that 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 um, uh, the Elks will have an opportunity to take advantage of. So we'll see how that plays out. They're they're certainly a, a good football team, you know, and, and as the record indicates, a better team than the Elks right now. They blew the Elks out in the game here, but that game really changed when when Trey Ford got injured. Right, you remember uh, mm-hmm. they had that big play, the big pass, the Kyle. Loxley uh, got the crowd going crazy and then on the next play I believe it was he got injured and we haven't seen him since uh, and that was in week five I think it was and uh, we haven't seen him play since and you know the Elks have struggled since then obviously and so you know that game kind of turned because they had a game plan built for Trey Ford and his running ability to that game then they, they uh, had to bring in Nick Arbuckle to play the rest of the way and it didn't go very well for him and that's that's the blowout the The game before that in Calgary I mean that might have been one of the Elks' best games of the year. I think it was just over 39 minutes of that game they led in Calgary and then let the game slip away in the fourth quarter. And You file that under the thing that Chris Jones has been preaching all season long is they can't get a fourth, a four-quarter performance put together. There's always one quarter that ruins the night for the Elks, and that night in Calgary, it was the fourth quarter, and the Stampeders came back and won the football game. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, you were at commonwealth
0: stadium today can you yep. tell me what besides the football practice
1: might have been going on sir well the football practice was actually at clark stadium and uh that's because uh, uh def leopard and uh, motley crew and who else is coming on sunday uh, somebody uh, else poison can. and joan Jett. Yeah, poison and Joe and Jet. It was on the tip of my tongue there. Uh, they have basically taken over Commonwealth Stadium, and they're starting to to, to set up the stage and everything. And it, there's all sorts of security there. Uh, I, I was in with the Elks and, and we were uh, we were taping our uh, our Antler Up podcast, and uh, we got lectured that uh, you better make sure that none of the stage is seen in the background of your video. Uh, and and that's we got moved out of the normal spot where we do our taping. So there's they're they're locking it down at Commonwealth right now. And so this must be one heck of a show uh that you're going to see on sunday night read i assume you're going right uh oh yeah i got my tickets in february yeah when the uh <laughs> when the tickets on sale. because
0: i got the i i mean of course i didn't need to be reminded uh but uh, you know you get the email reminder from ticketmaster yeah. i got it a few days ago like hey you got a show coming i'm like oh yeah and so they they obviously have two two stages going because they're in vancouver tomorrow
1: Yes. They were uh, yeah, well, they were in I Seattle
0: think, last see, night. So I bet the, the Seattle stage came here. Think, or remember, maybe the Seattle stage is going to Vancouver and we're getting yeah, the stage that they was mean, in like, San Diego just- on the twenty eighth.
1: They're just setting up, I guess, the guts of it all underneath, right? And then they bring in okay. the stage as the band comes in and, and plunk the stage on top of it and get, get it set up that way. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, uh, it it was looking pretty sharp. I will know that uh, it didn't look uh, – it, it's different from the, the look I saw. And I guess – I don't know if I'm allowed to be talking about this or not, but if I'm going to get in trouble from, from Def Leppard and Poison and all those people. But uh, I uh, it looked a lot different from Garth Brooks because they're, they're not doing it in the round, right? I was there when they were setting up for the Garth Brooks uh, concerts okay. too earlier in there this one you know they're gonna have the stage down in the end zone so uh it did look a little bit different but you know for the most part looked like a stage and and a floor all set up ready to go so we'll see you don't even have to go to the concert do you you could just sit in your front steps and listen couldn't you
0: well yeah i could hear it probably pretty well because i live so close to the but it's you know it's not as clear and i don't get to see it so i i'm very excited to be going so yeah it's def leppard Molly Crew, Poison, and Joan Jett. And Morley, I hate myself for loving you. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me, baby. <laughs> that is Morley Scott, play-by-play voice for Edmonton Elks, here on 630 Ched. And uh, 1 o'clock for the countdown to kick off. Scott hosting that show on Monday afternoon, game at 2.30. That is Joan Jett's best song, right? I mean, I know she's got I Love Rock and Roll, but I Hate Myself for Loving You is her best song. You can get in touch at 780 496 0063 you can email the show inside sports at 630 ched.com and uh, of course you can also follow me on twitter at Reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s if you're using the old-fashioned phone it's the hotline presented by Teed, the pro's choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems Certainteed pro all the way kevin lowe is coming up after the 630 news back in a couple of minutes Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. Uh, Good to have Morley Scott on the show as he'll be heading down to Calgary on the weekend and then broadcasting the game with Dave from McMahon Stadium. Elks at Stampeders and the Elks did win last year on labor day which was a bit of an upset it would certainly be a bit of an upset if they did it this year but stranger things have happened on labor day i was talking the other night uh 1999 the elks were having a pretty poor season they won on labor day uh 2003 the uh the elks were way better than the stampeders calgary came up with a victory in that game so it is the old uh, you never know thing so we will broadcast it for him and we'll have uh blake on tomorrow night to tee that up as well it's gonna be pretty cool we got a really interesting hockey story coming up next, and it pertains to street hockey, which is absolutely going to be taking over downtown Edmonton next weekend, the 10th and 11th. Play on Canada is coming to Edmonton. It's usually held in the spring. Obviously, things have been moved around with COVID. And Kevin Lowe is uh, a board member with Play on Canada. He's going to fill you in next on Insights.